All right, hello everybody and welcome to the Chip Lunch Podcast. Uh, it is very exciting. Um, we are we are the podcast, as was talked about <laughs> before. Um, <laughs> Hudson was saying if we sat in a different order, we'd be uh, T, H and E. Uh, this is, this is, I'm Ethan. Uh, this is Tim and okay. Hudson, uh, both of which have been on the podcast before. Second time, second time. Yeah. Second time for you as well? Second time for me, yeah, yeah. repeat. Very cool, welcome back guys. Um, it's very cool to have you. Um, one of the things we do every week is we talk about how you guys like your chips and we found something interesting is that apparently we don't do this every time. Tim, how do you like your chips? Cause we did not ask you last time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it till afterwards and I'm really sad hearing everyone else's responses that I didn't get to share. Uh, no, it's fun. <laughs> um, I honestly didn't think about it. Um, how do I have my chips? Uh, yes. Um, Chicken salt, yeah. I've yeah. got to join chicken yeah. salt gang. Welcome to the welcome to our the the, the light side. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the interesting questions, um, just to add a bit of spice here. Mm. So, a couple of people have talked about their favourite chips yep. and the different chip shop. Mm-hmm. I have to say, hands down, K and M at Guy Mir, but yep. a few people have yep. uh, referenced. No longer there, changed hands. Uh, went belly up uh, because I think they changed their oil. Um, that would do I think it. the like of the. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. I think the good thing about the uh, K&M was that they never changed their oil. Mm. Um, and so you've got like about you know, 20 years worth of flavour right yeah. there. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> probably not. But the Just in the same <laughs> vat. Someone that uh, works in the fast food industry. I, would, yeah. I have experience. In you've got experience of not yes. changing oil? Oh, no, I've changed oil. Oh, you changed oh, okay. oil. Right, okay. Oil is very expensive, I've, I've realised. Well, that's really? why you don't change it very often. you just got to yeah. keep, keep the flavour similar. I feel bad, like, wasting all this money. Yeah. But yeah. the best chips that I've ever had, mm. uh, which I will never, I'm sure, ever have again, um, was actually in uh, Uganda. Um, wow. I had the privilege of going with um, YouthWorks a number of years ago. And I think it was called the Zebra Inn or the Zebra Motel. Uh, it was awesome. in the middle of this, you know, the highway from one place to another. Um, and they were just outstanding chips. I don't know what it is with the potatoes in Uganda or the oil, um, what they're cooked in, but they were the best chips I've ever eaten in my life. That's amazing. Yeah. That is, so chip, what, was it, what was it called in Uganda? I think it was the uh, Zebra Inn or the something. Z- the Zebra Let Inn. Let me fact check myself Hit while we that talk. Up. Um, Hudson, while while the fact check is happening, um, have you? Are you still? We did ask you last time. Yes, are we you? Did. Are you still? Where are you was in the same spot? I am in the same spot. What uh, was the spot? Just to the refresh. The spot was uh, chicken salt. The the light side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have recently added to the light side. Would you consider my? Because you've already heard it. Would you consider that the light side? Yeah, oh, I I I keep talking. I I, I agree with okay. everything you're about okay, to good. say. I thought I was going to be like Anakin and no, no, change no, no, over no. to the dark no, no, side. No. <laughs> Kill a bunch of younglings. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, Deep uh, I have, reference. since watching Jabish's podcast, uh, uh, experienced the glory of adding gravy to your chips. It is right. absolutely... It is... Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Actually, well, uh, Wollongong Uni, we've talked about unis. Chip and gravy roll. Yeah, yeah, chip and gravy roll. Mm-hmm. Um, back in my day, it was $2. It's probably like about 25 now. It's $3. Oh, $3. Oh, yeah. there we go. So it's still a bargain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the it's okay. the Zebra Hotel in oh, yes. Makassar, Uganda. So if anyone, if uh, all of our Makassar watchers, mm-hmm. um, if you're traveling by, say good day to the Zebra Hotel and yeah. try out the chips. And let us know in the comments. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, the chip and, chip and gravy roll is I reckon now in my top tier as well upon reflection. Um, that's that's where it goes, I reckon. So, uh, fantastic. Great to hear from you both. Um, we, we were trying to fact check whether we'd asked you before about the chips and we couldn't find it. So I think we haven't, um, but Dave will double check that for us. It wasn't at the um, start. It wasn't the start. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, excellent, excellent to hear. Um, we are doing something a little bit different uh, on this podcast is we've, we've done the first bit normally, um, but we're doing a little bit of a shout out for the Shock Absorber. Now the Shock Absorber is uh, currently doing a season on evangelism and it's really exciting uh, to be looking at um, the history of evangelism. Uh, we've looked at, we've had some guests in and talked about uh, specifically uh, evangelism to youth and evangelism to children um, and, and looking at that they were both people from YouthWorks, uh, where Tim works, uh, which was really cool. Uh-huh, YouthWorks, where Tim works, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was yeah, that, that's been really great. Uh, I would really highly recommend uh, listening to this season. It's really cool. It's a particularly uh, 
it's a particular season close to my heart um, as I'm very passionate about evangelism. Um, but Tim, I just thought, could you give us a little, before we get into the rest of the podcast where we talk a little bit more about evangelism um, uh, in a different way, um, do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown on what the Shock Absorber has been doing uh, or any highlights or anything like that? Yeah, so we've been started this season with the question, whatever happened to evangelism? And so we're thinking about uh, do we evangelise much today? Is it different in our um, today as it has been in other periods throughout history? Um, I think we are asking the question because we have noticed that there doesn't seem to be the same kind of um, priority or the same kind of um, structures in place or the energy for evangelism that we have had um, in other even seasons of our life as, as a church or as soul revival over the last 30 years. And so we're thinking about whatever happened to evangelism, where did it go, what happened, uh, is it happening, what's effective, what's not. And so we've done a little bit of a study on what is currently around. We've looked at um, some recent studies from a few different groups like Barna um, in the US and a few others that have talked about the state of evangelism. Um, and particularly because we're thinking from a shock absorber point of view where we're sort of prioritizing prioritising the voices of young people. We're thinking what's happening with millennials and Gen Z and the way that they interact with their peers and how that influences um, the way that they feel that they can evangelise, uh, share the Jesus story with others. So we've taken that and then we've, uh, the last number of episodes, tracking through the history of evangelism as well. So gone back from sort of, you know, the early church right through to I think we're almost at the 1980s. We've got a mm -hmm. little bit more to go to catch up to today. Um, but we've been looking at what is the history of evangelism, which has also brought us in line with the history of the evangelical. And so what is an evangelical? There's kind of been a question over the last couple of weeks. Um, and looking at the difference between um, evangelicals and moderates and fundamentalists and how those different streams came about, particularly in America, um, but also the influence of um, British evangelicalism is really strong and how the evangelicals have been trying to define themselves as sticking closely to the message of Jesus um, and not being sort of taken off task, but there's been a number of things that have kind of come up and butted against that we talked about the monkey trial um mm -hmm. which is where uh people uh there was a debate in some southern states of america about whether you were allowed to teach evolution in mm. schools and so the fundamentalists sort of took the evolutionists to court to argue that you shouldn't teach evolution in schools and one of the interesting things that we see this a couple of times throughout the last century is Technically, the evangelical Christians won the court case, but in the popular opinion, mm. they came out quite negatively and seem as obstructionist um, and fundamentalist and you know, all sort of a whole lot of negative things that we would say is not actually part of the gospel of Jesus. And so we're kind of looking at those things, asking some questions about what that looked like. But yeah, also looked at some key evangelists, Whitfield, Wesley, mm -hmm. um, Billy Graham and others that have kind of helped shape what evangelism is and it's been fantastic to follow along and it's still going it is still um, going and so we're kind of so like you said we're only up to the 80s um, there's lots more to come um, and one of the things uh, that we'll be talking about uh, in the future is is the the now um, and we thought we'd just fast forward the now a little bit um, <laughs> and talk about someone who is uh, in high school right now let's let's use a little bit about uh, a little bit of that shock absorber uh, stuff that we've spent, we spend so much time at Soul Rival talking about uh, and talk to um, a young person in school. Um, what, what year are you in Hudson? Uh, year 11. Hudson's currently. in year 11. Um, and you are someone who last time on the Chop Absorber, uh, not Chop Absorber, last time on the Chip Lunch podcast, um, I recall talking about how the, the, one of the big takeaways from it was that you were like, oh, I, I really want to do evangelism, but I struggle with it because I'm, we, we talked a lot about introversion. We talked a lot oh, about that yes. kind of stuff. Um, do you have any, any thoughts? How, how do you go with evangelism now? Well, uh, I don't know if I told this when I was uh, on the thing, but I had just, I don't know if it by that point, but I recently, when I say recently, like a year ago, mm. I just joined a, a group of friends outside school. Uh, so that was like, it was a group of friends that I'd met through other friends. And now it's one big group uh, at the start. Of course, I was uh, introverted, not talking to anyone apart from the uh, core guys that I knew. But now having those connections through that group, it has 
made it made me a lot more confident talking with that stuff. And I think I mentioned the point I'm very like a lot more comfortable if I don't have to say I'm a Christian and they know, which which sometimes can be very hard because mm. that basically means I have to be perfect all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> you guys know me very well. I'm not perfect all the time. None of us are, but that, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, back onto that in, uh, introvert thing. The reason we uh, mm. I made that a big point last time was because my brother, who has also been on this podcast, is like the complete opposite of me, and that is something I really admire about him. He's able to talk about anything and to anyone really, mm. which is super cool. Which I think is like a cool kind of contrast. You could talk about like um, his way he does his things mm. and the way I do my things, because mm. there's like two unique perspectives mm. in that. And and your twins, so that makes it really cool. Exactly. Um, <laughs> as as someone. Um, do, do you have any, as someone who is introverted and is, and you've shared a little bit, but do you have any strategies that you use uh, in evangelism now as you talk to people about Jesus? Um, well, one of the strategies that I had, because I got very lucky, recently I found that I have two Christians in my group. Hmm. So any time I have any questions, I ask them. Hmm. But um, I, as I always said to myself that, or always have said to myself that I have to try and show it, especially if I'm not going to say too much. And you, I don't know, I, I guess it was a lot, very easy for me being an introverted person who everyone basically said everything for me. There was no, no need for me to say anything. I just had to act, which sometimes can be the hardest bit, mm. as we've said before. But yeah, I, I didn't have to do much. Um, so tips, I don't know. I I know how to really phrase it in a way because I, I've got, reflecting on it, I've got very lucky with hmm. my situation. Some people are not in the same situation, but are and maybe won't have the same situation, outcome that I had mm -hmm. with that. So, yeah. So you you have, uh, as a part of your um, hanging out with those this group of mates, um, you've been trying to get along to church and get along to um, do stuff like that um, without naming any names. Um, how's that going? Like, are you that's going really well. Um, surprisingly, and to be honest, I have not. It's all been God's work. I have done nothing <laughs> because. So, when was it? It was like three weeks ago. I would like to say we sure. had. Two, we'll go with that. We had. Uh, <laughs> we had the. Three core guys, Alpha One, I'm calling him, uh, <laughs> Beta, Beta uh, Two and Three. <laughs> and uh, just for context, I'm Alpha A. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. But, uh, yeah, so they, they had been coming along quite a bit. Not not all of them at the same time. I Because they have work or whatever, or they didn't want to go or whatever. But that they uh, one of them, Alpha One, had uh, been, he'd been coming like, Pretty, pretty consistently, which is amazing to see because he's the one that I was like, got to target him. He's, mm -hmm. he's going to bring everyone else to him. Mm -hmm. And three weeks ago, we had those three come and two girls go come as well from that Wild. group, which is amazing. Uh, it was very funny because they, so we had a late night, which is a thing we do, which is for uh, year, uh, year 10, term four. four, but that normally, so year 10, term four, or year 11 to all ages up that. Mm. Uh, they hang out after church from like eight till whenever, whenever you want to get sleep, <laughs> which is different stages for everyone. Yeah. Um, they, we, uh, we do a talk at like nine. Yeah, we hang out at 8.30. 8.30 talk uh, about something, which is really cool. Um, uh, I sit down here, they have work, so they get off at like eight and catch a train at 8.30. Mm. And <laughs> I walk out and I see, well, I, I can see off the driver. I just see my friend and two girls standing there. I'm like, maybe they might need some help. And I go out and they're like, they've been standing there for like 10 minutes. Because <laughs> that particular night we had, we were in the dark. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the dark turned night. turned all the lights off. <laughs> Because it was Earth Hour, so we turned on, all the lights yeah. off. So anyone coming in would have just been like, "Is it even? Is it on?" And we were just like sitting in here with one light on, and <laughs> so we could actually see. But yeah, it was quite humorous. Uh, we walked in, and there was a round of applause. Yeah, we, <laughs> we yeah they got clapped. Not awkward at all. No, not awkward. Oh, at all. we yeah. and the space where we in is a pretty big area, and we had to do a whole lap 
around the thing oh. to get to where we were seating and it was it was interesting uh, <laughs> uh fortunately they did not um take to that to heart they they enjoyed it quite much one of my friends actually mm. enjoyed it very much that he took it upon himself to put his hands up and yeah wave uh, at the crowd wave to his crowd basically like <laughs> a, a roman emperor i would mm -hmm. like to say mm -hmm. um which is good it probably takes the stress off the other people <laughs> but yeah that was very cool to see that those people are mm. but that's a really cool little sorry no i was going to ask if you had uh, i don't know your observations from that night or times you've hung out with them afterwards like how did they experience that night what were the any thoughts or reflections that they've had about the night and what it meant to hang out at a at a church well it's quite a weird concept the vibe i was getting um yeah they they'd probably never been in a church maybe for a wedding one probably has the one of the girls had one of the girls i don't think hadn't and obviously the boys had been coming to this church for quite a while so they were pretty comfortable mm -hmm. but yeah they um we just, it was uh, Smalls night, so we had some chocolates. I'm so happy that uh, before, because usually we just go outside and talk, which, got to be honest, that's not the best way of doing it, but at least they're here. Take the, take the small wins. Oh, mm. dude, I, I did something very similar when I was in high school, and the boys, instead of sitting outside, which is what your boys have done a few times, they went upstairs and played video games all night and were very loud and just yelled at each other for an entire <laughs> evening. There, was, there has been accounts where people were like, why are they... Why do they come here to do this every week? Like they could do it anywhere. They're just going upstairs and being loud. But yeah, so it's we'll, we'll get baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, but uh, they fortunately they were before we walked out because there's like so there's like tables, so we had to do like a massive loop again mm. back the way we came, and we were stopped at every path, which was good. Mm. <laughs> having meeting like new people and yeah other Christians, which was super amazing. So yeah, it was cool. They, uh, they did say they enjoyed it. Yeah, good. They haven't been back since, but that's not a bad thing. They, <laughs> life has gone in the way. But hopefully they'll be here this Saturday, I think. That would be very cool. We could do the little feedback recap thing in the description. They came back this they Saturday. They came back. <laughs> and we gave them more applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we clapped again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool, man. Um, the, yeah, it's, it's really exciting that, um, and really cool that you have a place uh, to invite people um, and that's a really, especially for someone who uh, feels less keen to actually have those conversations at school um, or with them, um, it's really easy to go, hey, yeah, I'm not going to, I struggle to talk about this a little more, but I know a bunch of people who don't and here is the place where that doesn't happen, where, where there is a lot of people that don't struggle with that. Um, I think we talked uh, on one of the Chocolate Absorb episodes, uh, probably the really the, one of the really early ones in this season about um, evangelism personalities. Mm. Uh, for those listening, I'm doing quotation marks um, <laughs> because uh, one of the takeaways from that episode was that it doesn't matter what your personality is. Some people, yes, are more inclined to talk about their faith, but that doesn't mean that they should do it more than others should do it. Like just because you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not, good at it or, or, or whatever, like I don't, or the, the introversion gets in the way or whatever, mm. not that it gets in the way, but that's the whole point, right? The whole point is that it doesn't. And that, yes, I'm, because I'm a Christian, I'm going to be evangelizing in this space. Um, and that's really cool. And that's really exciting. Um, Tim, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, no, I think uh, just to anyone who might've missed that episode, just to recap that yes, there are yes, different, um, there are some people who, uh, more like you were saying, your brother Daniel, mm. who um, is just and and Ethan, I've, you know, put you in this category as well, like just <laughs> you know, raging extrovert type personalities, yeah. um, and can go and have really um, don't have that uh, awkwardness of just go and have bold conversations with mm. any and everyone, um, and then and so that's a real gift. And for I mean, that's yeah, there's personality traits, yeah, whether you're a Christian or not. But God, I think particularly um, infuses those people with a great gift of being able to their uh, talk about Jesus in those kind of circumstances. You can actually use that um, that natural natural extroversion to talk about Jesus and invite people and ask them how they're going and ask them for a response. Um, but not everyone has that particular type of personality. And then there are those um, who who might be, maybe it's an introversion thing, maybe it's social awkwardness. There's all sorts of mm, different lots things. Of um, uh, who don't have that particular gifting. But one of the things we wanted to highlight in those early episodes of this season was that all Christians are called to 
um, be prepared to give an answer for the hope that we have. Mm. And so yeah. it is right for all Christians to be able to explain the gospel, to talk about our own personal faith. Um, and for some, we're more comfortable doing that on a one-on-one you know, on a couch or over coffee or while driving in the car and just having small conversations. That might be the way that we feel comfortable to be able to do that. Um, rather than in front of big crowds or in big groups of people, we may not be, we're not all alpha A's like uh, Hudson <laughs> over here. And so, yeah, some of us, um, you know, we just from our, our beta um, role can you know, still but influence others. And mm. uh, the other thing that Hudson, you're saying really nicely is that idea that we, we show it, like our, our actions um, and that idea that we live Christianly wherever we are. Um, and one of the things that, is it Peter that talks about prepared to give an answer? I think it is. Um, one of the things I think behind his um, comments about being prepared to give an answer for the hope we have is that our life should generate questions in others. Mm. So the way that we act and behave um, gives people pause and goes, oh, that's weird. Why do you not like this thing that everyone else likes? Why don't you spend time doing this thing that everyone else does? Why do you speak differently? Um, you know, treat others differently. Why are you more patient or kind or self-controlled or whatever it is? Like, As we exhibit the fruits of the Spirit, as we live as Christians, people should be asking, oh, that's a little bit different to mm. what I see elsewhere. Um, why is that? Uh, and somehow to be able to explain, well, I'm a Christian. I think that has a big part to play in it. Um, and that might start to generate those small conversations. Um, I was thinking back to when I was working in retail and my boss that I'd worked really closely with, she was the, the manager. I was a 2IC. So, and it was just the two of us about five days a week. Uh, and we just have lots of questions. And a lot of time it was just about silly stuff. We're about the same age. So we joke around yeah. and um, whatever. But every now and then she knew that I was a Christian. She kind of had a Christian adjacent story. Like she knew Christians or the other people in her family may have gone to church every now and then. So she knew enough just to ask questions. Mm. And so every now and then it would just, she'd ask questions about, uh, so what does it actually mean for a Christian to believe this? Or oh, why is it that Christians do these things? And just those small little moments as I spent time with her in relationship, we're able to share and, um, yeah, speak into those and, and speak truth and start to, yeah, evangelise and help mm. her with that. Yeah. And there is there is um, a really important place for both. Yes. Those yeah, absolutely. Groups of people. Yeah. Um, there is, it is really important that there are people who are more like myself, uh, who are going to be very loud and, <laughs> um, and yeah, really able to go up to anyone and, and, and talk about Jesus. But um, there is also a really important, beautiful place to be able to do that, uh, particularly in relationship. Um, and as we're seeing with uh, Hudson, you and your mates, um, you are able to hang out with these boys that you know really well. Um, and now girls, as that group has gotten bigger um, and they have become more aware of your, your faith. Um, and now you are someone that can have those conversations um, with them. And that's, that's really important. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, it is really, it is really difficult to then go, oh, well, now that, now that they know I'm a Christian, I have to actually live that out. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, that's, and that's not easy. And um, particularly in high school, that's not easy as everyone's uh, shifting around and doing things. Um, yeah, do you, do you have anything to talk to that? Or was that a good summary or... No, it was a pretty good summary. <laughs> um, I've got something else to jump on too. <laughs> cool. Uh, just what I've... Do you want to ask your questions? Because this might jump into that, like your statistics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do this. this well, yeah, so I was, I've been uh, doing a bit of research on um, the spirituality of Gen Z. So uh, Hudson is the Gen Z representative on the table. Um, welcome to the table. Welcome to the table. Thank you. <laughs> So was that Generations game? Was it Sean McAuliffe? Yeah, uh, Generations yeah. game. Talking yeah. about, talking talking about, about generation. my generation. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting because this is a whole lot of statistics from some research that was done. Um, and with any of these kind of research, it's good to kind of say, oh, here's a very broad picture. Um, but then also to take it into, well, yeah, let's take advantage of the fact that we know uh, a, a Gen Z. Um, just just, just, just see if, Yeah, see if this is representative. The, um, the, 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 the Gen Z. Um, so one of the things that points out, so I'm just going to I guess throw a few things at you and just sort of say, is it, would you say this is kind of true of you and your friends and the people you um, are around your peers? Uh, so the first thing is the, um, the majority of Gen Z um, do not identify with the religion. So 52% 
if they're asked what religion they are, will tick no religion. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess you, you and your peers, how many of your peers would claim any kind of religion and put a little label on that? Did you said 52%, right? 52% um, have no religious identification. That's very interesting because my uh, perception of, like if I would ask the same question and like not doing the survey myself, but like thinking what the answer would be, mm. I would think it would be like close to 90. Yeah, and, okay. And now like actually like being more comfortable with the my peer group and hearing a bunch of stuff, it's, that's, I don't know if it would be that high. I think it would be maybe a, a bit lower, but there's definitely more Christians than I expected, mm. which, which has been super cool to hear. Yeah, okay. Do you, I mean, uh, we're in a, a part of Sydney, which is not hugely multicultural. It's growing in its multiculturalness, but do you have many peers or people you can identify at school that would be from non-Western, non-Anglo religions like you know buddhist muslims hindus those kind of religious groups i think i have one but i from that answer i've just given that's a basically a no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yep. and obviously that's going to be that's going to change different demographics mm -hmm. different parts of uh, even just parts of sydney where we are um we'll have very different answers to that um one of the things though that this report uh, shows is that even though very or the minority of Gen Zs would label a particular religion, um, they still have very significant spiritual beliefs. Yes. So, um, uh, just to throw out a couple of numbers, so 37% um, say they believe in God and will name actual God. Uh, another 30% on top of that say they believe in a higher power and only 24%, so a quarter, only a quarter would say they have no belief in God and they're certain that there is no God, no higher being. Um, another 10% said, mm, I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, so again, like thinking about your, your peers, even though they wouldn't necessarily label and you reckon like 90% close to would say, no, I don't have a religious identification. What would they say in terms of, do they believe that there's a God or a higher power out there? I think think there would be like a 60% maybe higher that there is a higher power. Yeah. Um, whether that's God or something, that's mm. another question. But yeah, I think there's 60% of people that would identify that they mm. believe that there's a higher power or something, which is yeah. very interesting. I think there's, I think there's something I'm seeing a lot of at the moment in, um, I, for those who don't know, I'm the youth pastor here at Soar Bible Church. Um, and I spend a lot of time, having these kind of conversations with teenagers. And mm. um, this is a particular uh, thing I talk about really regularly. Um, and I get a lot of the 9% the don't know, unsure. I see that being heaps higher. Okay. Like there's a lot more, oh, I don't know. And, and that, I don't know, is also when I don't care. Like, yeah, like, that's really it's interesting. Like a, it's like, a, like I, don't, I don't necessarily think there's anything above. I don't really, like, I don't, it doesn't affect me. Um, and but i'm not sure and that's i think so that number's a little bit yeah. higher in, in my brain that that's what it also depends who's asking the question because okay because <laughs> i don't know i'd feel like um an older person asking that question you're getting like a 90 90 percent <laughs> oh i don't care i mean that might be have something to do with them labeling them as a teacher yeah, and if, yes. you, if you if you uh, have been in a high school you know what the um the culture around teachers are. Yeah. Old it's, man Ethan here. Yeah, yeah. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I know I've heard some very <laughs> interesting, like, so I've been in, in English. Uh, when someone's been away, I'd sit by myself. Not sad, not sad, doing my work because I'm, I'm a grinder in English. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the grind to, to, read, the grind. to read them books. That's it. Um, and I'd, I'd heard these people talk about um, Christianity behind me and it was like really weird. I, I did not hear everything, but the fact that they were talking about Christianity was hmm. super cool to me. And uh, going on top of that, something that I've very uh, struggled very uh, a lot with, because I mean, very a lot, I've struggled a lot with <laughs> uh, in my faith is um, realizing that not everyone's perfect. Mm. Yeah. Which is, yeah. It sounds simple, but it's not. Mm. Like when some someone's done something and you're like, they're supposed to be. Mm perfect mm. quotation marks yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those um beta listeners 
on Spotify. <laughs> Watch the YouTube video because then you get to see <laughs> all the quotation marks. Us, the, um, the. yeah. Uh, what was I going? On? Oh my gosh! You I were saying <laughs> you were saying that uh, you're talking about people not being perfect. Oh yeah, so I struggled with that, um, which is very uh, hard, especially since I've found a bunch of Christians that I never would have thought a Christian, mm. which is saying that like you guys are Christian. Like, how do I see this mm. um, in your actions? Which is a very bad thought, but it also helps me to reflect. Like, if I look back on myself, I can say, wait, you're, you're literally doing the, the same thing that they are doing and mm. judging them for, which is something I've uh, had to work a lot on, mm. on judging people for their actions when I'm blatantly doing it myself. Mm. Yeah, it's a hard tension, isn't it? Like that living... The life of a Christian because we we know that no one's perfect mm. and we will always we'll struggle with sin right until the moment where Jesus takes us to glory um, and yet also we're also expected to be living out the fruits of the spirit and, and the you know living as a Christian to be salt and light in the world uh, and so yeah we're trying to work out okay how does it how do you balance those two things I think is I mean it's every Christian struggle right to mm. work out what did that look like um, sure. And yes, I would like to be the kind of person where if someone, uh, like I'm, I'm more like you, Hudson, like I'm more, you know, don't, in public settings where I kind of don't know people heaps well and I'm not out there, you know, hey, everyone, I'm a Christian and you should come to church and yeah, like I'm just mm. a bit more introverted. Um, but I would like to think that, you know, my neighbours and my, you know, my hairdresser and, you know, the, the checkout people, like, all those kind of interaction, those social interactions, that if they found out that I was a Christian, they'd be like, oh, of course. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, rather than, huh, really? That person? They're a Christian? Um, and so just trying to think, like, how can I be the best possible neighbour, um, you know, customer, whatever it is, all those different social situations where it, I can feel a bit awkward talking about Jesus, but I'm still trying to live that life where people would go, oh, that makes sense. Um but I, I also shared, uh, I think on the, the first time I was on Chip Lunch, a really significant person for me was a teacher, Christian teacher at school, um, who really helpfully challenged me mm. um, and said, oh, Tim, you're a Christian, aren't you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, he goes, great. Here's the areas of your life I don't see that playing out. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. Um, and it was pretty hardcore, but it was kind of what I needed as well because, mm. yeah, like you're reflecting, Hudson, that there are times when there's, um, as teenagers and, and even as adults where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I am a Christian, I own it, but uh, maybe I'm not living it. And for someone else to come alongside, and this is discipleship, right? When someone else comes alongside and says, um, I know you, I love you, I'm for you, mm. and here's some areas where uh, you, you know, God can continue to work in your life and you can continue to um, kill off the sin and, and live with the new man, not the old man, and all those kinds of pictures. Mm. And I think that's really, um, that discipleship relationship is really important. Um, and because uh, especially when, like you said, there's, there's a few other Christians in your friendship group. Um, and that all, that isn't necessarily always the easiest mm. um, uh, measurement um, of, of, of your own, how your walk's going, right? Um, and so having that using this shock absorber thing that we talk about so often and having older people in your life and um and then younger people in your life that you can speak into and um yeah that, that's it's really important to be able to build those relationships and mm. have that um my only other point uh that i had on that bit of statistic uh, from before was that i the other thing i find a lot of was alongside the not really caring um, which could definitely just be because I'm old. Um, <laughs> the um, is that there's a lot of belief in a spirituality. So it's not necessarily a higher power, but there is a spiritual norm. Which cool, we're getting to. Okay, um, yeah, no, I've got some. I've got some fun Yeah, this yeah. Um, where there's a lot of there's a lot of um, healing crystals and astrology, star signs, star signs. Oh, that's um, the best thing ever. That that that's really interesting. <laughs> how that's growing heaps. Yeah, yes. it, it is really interesting that, um, and this is what this study is showing that there's, uh, even though uh, there's not a lot of people who would uh, define a certain 
religious label mm. um, that there's a lot of spiritual beliefs going on. So here's a few, and um, I was thinking, again, just kind of reflect it, Hudson. Um, so 20% in the study said they believe, this is definitely believes in. So they yeah. Yeah, definitely believe. 20% um, in astrology, so that'd be your star signs and your whatever. Uh, 20% in UFOs. 50% in karma. <laughs> that kind of makes, uh, I can see that mm-hmm. happening. Uh, 31% in ghosts. Excellent. 29% in reincarnation uh, and 25% the possibility of communicating with the dead. So there's lots of spiritual stuff going on. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do, do, you, do, uh, do you guys talk about the possibility of UFOs very often in your friendship circles? No, UFOs don't really come up. <laughs> I've I got to say. We, maybe it's the other 20%. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> I'm hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> not the UFO people. Maybe, maybe they've been taken, that's why. Oh, they know yes. too much. They <laughs> <laughs> no, talk with each other on Reddit. That whole 20% <laughs> is already gone no, with the UFOs. But definitely the star signs. Okay. That. So how does that, like, give me, give me an, in, I'm an old man now. Give me an insight into a, you know, a high school conversation about star signs. What's going on? So, for example, in our, a subject that I do, IST, Information Software Technology, oh, and Design, that add a D on there. Um, <laughs> Uh, we had this conversation about star signs and this is uh, two girls talking to like five, six boys. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure you, you know the, what I'm going to say next, like about, about the, how, how boys act when there's, when there's girls around. Yeah. Well. Um, they were ripping them to shreds about believing in star signs. Cause it, cause it, cause like, um, I get the whole vibe about star signs is like it, uh, decide your personality mm. and stuff. And uh, I don't know what's, uh, if this has boosted at all, but on Snapchat, if you uh, click on someone's profile, you can see their star sign and then you can see your star sign compatibility with that person. Right. Is that just standard? Like yeah, if I just create an account that it just comes up because yeah, it you just, went to your birthday? It just comes up with whatever your birthday is. Yeah, right. It, Amazing. There you go. It's very weird. That's, we, we, you're getting a lot of the... Um, a lot of young people putting putting um, their star signs in their bios okay. um, on social media, um, and there's a lot of that stuff. I've had a lot of conversations with um, uh, I work at a uh, part time at a before, before uh, casually, sorry, at a before and after school care, uh, and there's a bunch of uh, year twelves and now ex year twelves that all believe in astrology, chatting to chatting to us about that, and that's all really interesting. And those kind of conversations are. Um, yeah, they're very, what's your star sign? And now I'm going to tell you what kind of person you are. That's the kind of stuff yeah, that is yeah. getting from that. Um, I don't know if it, I don't know how many people go deeper spiritually than that um, because there is other elements to it that you can really, that some people do go into. Yep. Um, but I think most of it is is what Hudson was talking about in the, from my observation mm. has been the, um, yeah, you are this type of person and you, match with this type of person yeah um, or you clash with this type of person yeah yeah and we, which is interesting like it's, it gives us a framework to think through why do, why are my friends with this person and not this person and you, know, you can reduce that down to oh well because they yeah, had their birthday Capricorn. in april so they're a such and such yeah. um taurus <laughs> wait is it taurus i know i just say a pokemon i would have there's a t1 there's a t1 no taurus the pokemon no, I, yeah no i know it's a pokemon i actually don't know i'm a pikachu there's a t1 i think there's a t1 yeah i think i've just offended a whole bunch of people <laughs> no, i think taurus is one i don't know i'm, <laughs> the, I'm the wrong person to ask but, uh, <laughs> um yeah, but it's interesting, like there is this, and, and this is one of the things that comes out in this report, is that even though uh, there's a lack of um, definitive religious belief, what's really fascinating is the, the spiritual uh, quest is mm, still there. Yeah, for sure. There are still, that, so uh, even though one way of looking at the data is, oh my goodness, we've got all these um, teenagers and high schoolers who are not interested in, religious things because they're not ticking Christian, Muslim, Hindu on the box. But when you think about what are they actually interested in, there's still a spiritual yearning there. There's still something going on. And they just, they don't, for some, there's a whole lot of complicated reasons why they might not like organised religions. Mm. Um, yeah. But very happy to talk about spiritual things. And, mm. and, you know, we could point pinpoint that to the fact that there is, there is a spiritual nature to us. And so it's um, yeah. good and right for us to have a yearning for spiritual things. 
And as we think about evangelism, it's okay, well, how do we have the conversations which help identify the spiritual yearnings that um, our young people are having and saying that yearning is good mm. uh, and yet the answers you are finding at the moment will not ultimately satisfy 100%. Um, because they're not ultimately true. Yeah. And so let's there is a, a right spiritual yearning and there is a right end point to that, uh, which we believe is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I had a really interesting conversation with one of the people that I have had conversations about astrology with. Um, and the conclusion to the conversation was, well, a part of it, sorry, was, um, oh, you go to church. That's really, really cool. Um, I, I actually reckon that there's probably, um, I, re- I reckon there's probably a God, um, but I'm just not at a stage of life where I can check that out yet. So I'll get there. And it was just this really interesting like this person was very aware that they were on their, that, that journey of some sorts. Mm. Um, and they were currently in all of this astrology stuff that they were really content with. And he was saying, actually, but I'm not, I don't know if I am really content with this. Um, and so I'm, 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 I know that I need to check other things out. Um, and that person just was not prepared at that point to do that. Um, but yeah, I find it really interesting that, yeah, that, that desire and that drive is definitely there. Yeah. Uh, another example mm. that I've had with uh, spiritualness, not in a Christian sense, is crystals, which was mm. more of a bit. Yep. Um, I had a conversation with uh, a person about how, um, so I got the whole rundown on crystals and mm-hmm. what each crystal does, which mm. is very fascinating. Um, so she, she had um, just uh, been doing exams and she was very stressed. So she was uh, showing me her procedure that she went through to um to i guess try and stress less which was like Mm. have something in your bag like a a certain crystal that would Mm. do something like basically a routine that would that she felt that would um lower her stress through the power of crystals Mm. uh my uh what i said to her was they just look cool (laughs) fair enough Um, I, i think but i think that's another like that's an even more spiritual like especially when star science is more about compatibility and stuff and and, and personalities and personality things. traits yeah, like yeah. when when that's easy to lock onto but healing crystals oh sorry crystals have been that step forward that uh it's also very trendy um mm. but it is it's that step forward of yeah i i charge these once a month um oh yeah you have to charge them under the yeah under a full moon um is a how you charge the crystals. Lucky you don't have to do it more often because it wouldn't work wouldn't really well. It wouldn't work with it. really well at mm-hmm. all. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then different crystals do different things. Yeah. 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 Which gives, gives, gives us a story to understand the world yeah. uh, and the things that are going on or not going on mm. for us. Yeah. yeah. And yep. so, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's just going just as not rampant, but it's happening heaps in high schools mm. um, and it's happening heaps in. Um, a lot of older generations too, actually. Yep. Um, there's a lot of, um, at, a before and after, at the before and after school care I work at, there's a lot of mums um, at that that are um, really interested in all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That would, I reckon, be in that camp of no, there is no God. Um, that they would put that down. Um, yep. Yeah. But there's something spiritual going on and yeah. crystals can help us harness yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Hudson, the... The other statistics here have to do with how tolerant people are of other people's beliefs. Now, you know, you're saying your your friendship group knows that you're a Christian. Um, what's that experience like for you? Like for them to not be Christian, acknowledge they're not Christian, know that you are Christian. Does that come with any tension or gentle ribbing or like what is that actually like for you? Um, well, uh, first coming from an all-boy group that like – a four boy group that has been close together forever. Ethan will resonate with this. They rip each other to shreds. Mm. Yep. Anything that they can find, they will, yep. they will attack at. It's been, <laughs> if I've been honest, it's been pretty chill. They, they haven't like a, occasional joke left, left or right, but it hasn't been that bad. And that kind of culture has been moved into the next group. Like mm. a couple jo- So on Sunday, I went out with that group. And um, I was uh, stealing someone's ice cream <laughs> because I wanted ice cream, but I didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the comment that she made was, um, I thought you were a Christian. And I was like, 
I didn't um, think about it then, but uh, that night I reflect on my action. I was like, although it wasn't like the worst thing just to annoy her by selling her ice cream, I should probably reflect on my actions in that group, especially as I'm hard pushing the mm. evangelistic um, things in that group that I should reflect as often as possible with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that makes, I think that's really, um, yeah, I can resonate with that, especially the the cultural um, payout culture that we oh. are in. Um, it has been, it's not new. Um, no. It is, especially especially as, as guys. Um, we've had a lot of uh, girls on the Chip Lunch podcast that have said uh, different and similar things. Um, but as, as guys, it's really easy to say, um, yeah, it's there's a lot of just absolutely ripping each other to shreds. Something that I found in high school um, was I tried to make that the thing that they ripped me to shreds for. Um, okay. Because I found that, A, that was heaps easier because they weren't going at like, <laughs> they weren't going at like, physical attributes or character <laughs> flaws. They were just like, you're a Christian, you're an idiot. And I was like, sick, that I can run with. Cause that's <laughs> like, I, I decide like, that's a, that's a choice on my part. Like you're just paying me out for something I believe in and something I, um, so that was great. Um, but at the same time, it is, it doesn't make it easier. Mm. Um, and however, it is uh, a testament to the fact that they know, mm. because if they're going to pay you out for anything, um, at least that's one of the things. That's a very good point. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. Mm. And there is, I mean, there is that some weird thing about guy culture where we do oh, yeah. trash each other. But because it's about, as you say, Hudson, it's about everything, mm. um, therefore it doesn't feel particularly yeah. like they're attacking belief. Yeah. Um, because they'll also just pay out because of the you know, pair of shorts you wore that day or yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like mm. they're all just dumb things. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of relativizes everything. Like mm. everything just becomes on the same level and it's all uh, good natured. Like, mm. you know, we, we, we rib each other as guys without it being cruel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until of course it does get cruel and yeah. that is, yes. and that is a different level. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is bullying. That is like, that stuff actually does get deeper and that is a visual, like you can, you can feel that different. Yeah, um, like walking into a group, you can, you can see the vibe yeah. from how they do it and the reaction yeah. that you get. Yeah, and that and that is a very different cultural yes. part of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that can occur because you're a Christian. Um, yes. However, what I think we're both talking about is that there's that experience of oh yeah, everyone is getting equally paid out here. And there's a difference between it, whether it's happening within within a friendship group yeah, that you know fully. there's actually a. a there is a there's a genuine friendship there yeah. versus a bullying that is usually coming from outside. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I've experienced both, and you you can tell straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well that's that's interesting. I mean, the statistics here there's basically uh, there's a whole lot of different numbers, but it comes up with the the basic idea that generally Gen Z is quite tolerant when it comes to religious diversity, mm. and so really high values on. Uh, whether students should be allowed to wear religious clothes at school, whether all religious groups should be free to practice their religion, whatever they want, um, positive attitudes towards um, the the typically non-Western religions, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism. Um, here's a really interesting one. Uh, having people of many different faiths makes Australia a better place to live. Uh, now, Ethan, I know you can read over my shoulder, but mm. uh, Hudson, you want to have a guess at how many, what percentage of people would agree that having people of many different faiths makes Australia a better place to live. That's very interesting. Um, 34. Okay, interesting. I don't know if I've gone too high, too low. <laughs> <laughs> um, the number from this survey is 91%. Oh, that, that, that's it. I was thinking like maybe it is very high because there's a culture of accepting everything mm. but i would um i had just had this thought that there's a culture of accepting everything as long as it doesn't affect you mm. so as soon as like hey yo that's cool you do whatever you want but as soon as it gets to the point where it's affecting me get that away yes mm. yeah 
which comes then back to that the question of the the shock absorber series about evangelism and that we're kind of tapping into is um evangelism does get to a point where it does impinge on the other person because actually we do want them to change uh and that's where it hits that cultural point of you know it's really good that everyone just Everyone just does them. They've got their own beliefs. If you believe in UFOs, you believe in crystals, you believe in astrology, that's all cool. Like we can all get along mm. and really high numbers of, yeah, actually having a, a diversity of opinions and spiritual beliefs is actually a good thing for Australia. Um, but when we come from a Christian point of view where we say uh, we have a, a spirituality and a belief system, but also one that we believe is um, has a historic credibility to it, um, and has a rightness reality to it, and therefore we want other people to find, you know, to, to come to Jesus as their Lord and Savior themselves. Um, it's not the same urgency as, hey, you want to try out this crystal or this whatever because it might help you be more calm, or oh, if you just realize that your mm. star sign was this, that's why you conflict with your mum because she's of this. Mm. You know, it, there's, a, there's a greater urgency, there's a greater depth of that and i think that's where this everyone just does them and that's all cool um really makes it very difficult for all of us and particularly um uh, the young our young crew to have those conversations where it's not just come and enjoy church because it's kind of fun and it's nice and you'll get some um s'mores and like just a bit of frivolity and you can hang up upstairs and play loud video games but to the point where actually say to someone are you going to make a response to Jesus Christ? Mm. Yeah, that is a massive jump, yeah. but it's also one that evangelism is, is pushing us to, which makes it so difficult. I had a really good conversation with a friend uh, and that conversation ended with him saying that if Christianity is real, he would have to change his entire life. It was just like, everything I do, I would have to change. And To which the answer is... Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's but it's exactly a heavy, what you would. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's yeah. good for us not to trivialize that. Of course. Um and to realize that it's super significant particularly yeah. for the like all three of us have grown up in Christian families. Mm. And so there's a normalness to mm. Christianity where was we mm. continue in the faith that we've heard from our parents and our leaders and our youth group and all the way through there are potentially there's less things that need to change even though God's constantly working on us. Mm. But there are certain things that we just accept as normal because we've grown up in Christian homes and this and in Christian church. Um, but yeah, for someone to get to that realization is awesome. Sorry, I interrupted you. Well, story. he got to that realization and we finished that conversation. I have since talked to him since, but it was a, I don't want to do it. Like, mm -hmm. like, and, I, and I'm, I don't believe he's real, but if I did believe he's real, everything would have to shift. And that was a really scary thought. Uh, for that person and um, or at least I think it was scary it was it was definitely confronting and I think the um, the, the big thing about the differences between Christianity and something like uh, crystals or, or astrology is that there is a point where it's yeah we, we're going to talk to you about this and yes it's a you do you thing but I'm actually going to say to you this is a lot like Jesus changes everything is something we say at um, we talk about here a lot and uh, at Sora Bible and that is that he changes our lives and, and it isn't always pleasant and so as soon as something isn't always pleasant like you were saying as soon as it affects the person it becomes a much less tolerable thing to hear about and talk about uh, you Tim you just brought up a Bible verse oh no it was just it reminded me of Jesus um, story where um, so Luke 14 talks about the cost of being a disciple uh, and Jesus turns to the crowd who are following him and says if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother wife and children brother and sister yes even their own life such a person cannot be my disciple and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And you can imagine a whole lot of people there going, Phew. so if I follow you, it changes everything. Mm. Um, that same kind of realisation you have with yeah. your friend. And Jesus says, yes. And so then he follows on and says, well, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, 
Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Uh, and so I think it is right to put in front of people that there's a costliness mm. to it that, yeah, like, and, and so for someone to come with that realisation, if I, be- I don't believe this, but if I did, it would change everything. Mm. Um, I think I think my automatic impression would be to try and soften that a little mm. uh, and go, oh, like, yeah, yeah, but, but Jesus is, like, really good and um, I mean, you have to tra- change everything. Like, I'd, I would try and soften now because I'm a bit of a peacemaker, I'm a <laughs> conflict avoider, and I'd find that conversation really difficult. Mm. Um, but there is a sense... Uh, where Jesus is actually goes, yep, so what are you going to do? Mm. Uh, and just lets them yep. sit in the heaviness mm. um, and doesn't try and soften in any way. It doesn't persuade. Like, you know, Jesus never bullies anyone into the kingdom. No. Um, but he just sits there with the awkwardness of, mm-hmm. yeah, it is hard. Mm. Yeah, pretty much everything you know will have to change. Uh, and at least at that point, the person is recognizing what they're rejecting, mm. which is really, really sad, yeah. um, and a really, really hard place to be. Um, but it's also where the gospel takes us, mm. and yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a wrestle. Particularly, yeah. um, I don't know if you feel the same, Hudson, but as a, a bit of an introvert, a bit of a conflict avoider, I just find that I would find that super hard to have that conversation with people. That's a good point because I'm just reflecting on myself. That uh, Alpha One, I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I love that code net. Wait, yes, Alpha One. Alpha One. Um, yeah. Going back to what you said, I've uh, formulated like, how can I? Because he's coming. He's coming to um, church now. What? What? What could be the next step? And I was formulating questions, and I thought of this question, uh, which is, what do you think in your life would you need? Because saying, do you uh, do you want to become a Christian? Um, no, I'm ninety five percent of the time going to get a no. Um, uh, what do you think in your life would you need to change to become a Christian? Mm. And I, I think the reason from what I've heard from you um, is because I'm scared of the realisation that if I push too hard, then he's going to go oh, out and I'm mm. not going to, like breaking that friendship due to yeah. that, which is a very hard thought. But then again, it i got to remember that it's all in uh, Jesus mm. yeah. and stuff and it's not me. And it's super important to do all of this from a really loving standpoint, Absolutely. especially with hard questions like that, right? Um, it, is, it is really important that everything we do and every question we ask, uh, it's really important that the other person knows that we are asking them that because we love them. Um, and what's really cool about my relationship with a lot of my friends is probably with all of my friends is they know that I think that Christianity is the most important thing ever. And I think that, and so when I am saying something like, hey, be a Christian, I'm actually saying, hey, come and like spend eternity with me. Like, cause I want to be a friend. And like, I, and I want, and I want you to be my friend forever. Like that's, that's where I'm asking those questions from. Mm. Um, and that's where those, where you guys have been talking about going in, coming in from a relational, uh, spending a lot of time standpoint, like those, that, those kind of things are heaps easier to do. Um, I jump the gun a little bit and I assume <laughs> that people will think that. I think that. Um, and so I just have to get good at, uh, and I have been getting good at it over time, um, at g- getting good at ha- having those conversations um, with a lot less groundwork. Um, however, it, the, the, the point stays the same. Mm. I'm telling you this because I love you. Yep. And yep. I think that spending eternity together would be sick um, and God loves you yep. and he wants to have that relationship with you. Um, and it's not just a, I think you should change your life because you're, you're not doing your life properly. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I'm not doing my life properly, but I know the way to do my life properly is follow Jesus. And I'm trying really hard to do that. And because of all the good things I've been telling you about. Um, yeah. Is that helpful? Mm, that's, that's very helpful. Yeah, you know that that's something I've found, and I think is is really is really important to have underlying it all, um, mm. and helps avoid those moments of oh well I don't want to be friends with you if you think like that yeah like that's and that is a really real thing that happens. Um, as my dad Stu shares that um, a bunch of his mates are in the in the year eleven or twelve tapped out of being friends with him because he wanted to. 
um, live like a Christian and they were like, well, we don't want to be friends with you if you're going to live like that. Um, I don't think, I think those stats show that, um, that that happens less, I think, these days. Um, but it is something that's still scary um, and is still hard to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any, any thoughts off that? Or do we want to move on to the next point? Uh, no, I, th- I think um, just reflect, like, mm. as you say, that there's a lot of tolerance yeah. um, there. Um, but particularly as, as we go through um, upper high school and out of high school yeah. and certainly when things become, you know, uh, other activities become available once, you, you know, you hit 18 and you yeah. can, you know, go to you know, pubs and do, you know, drinking more regularly and those kinds of things, there are, there's always that point where um, as as a Christian and as someone who's committed to, um, you know, the, the way of Jesus, um, but also committed time-wise to, you know, church and gatherings and Saturday nights and all those kinds of things where you start to say, uh, no, I'm not going to join you in, in this, either because the what you are heading off to do is not something that as a Christian I can faithfully do mm. um, or it conflicts with other priorities that I have um, and that's always really difficult and something that we need to you know navigate and with the wisdom of each other and, and helping each other as um, you know at the table brothers in Christ and brothers mm. and sisters when we talk about our wider conversation yeah, um, yeah they just yeah how do we how do we do that well because um, and it's not and also helping to communicate it's not because I don't love you mm. um, I would still love to be friends with you yeah but I can't commit this time or I can't, yeah. I'm, I'm choosing not to go to that place or I'm choosing not to get engaged in that activity or whatever mm. it is. But how to do that in um, loving ways that uh, does everything you can to live at peace with others yeah. um, and to affirm uh, what you can affirm about other people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's a difficult walk and certainly as our culture becomes more or less and less Christian, um, more Christian adjacent, then it's something we continue to struggle with. I think this uh, is a conversation that we uh, will be having for a long time. This mm. is not a conversation that we sit and get, we, we, we sit at this table and answer all the questions um, and tick all the boxes. And <laughs> come back next week. Come back next week for- <laughs> We answer that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, this is, this is not a, we have all the solutions. Um, but we do, we have the solution that is Jesus, right? Um, and, but, but when, it, when we're talking about uh, evangelism, uh, whether it be in school um, or to the whole generation uh, <laughs> of teenagers um, and younger, um, I actually, just really quickly before I, just really quick, I don't actually know what generation I'm in. You're a millennial. I'm, yeah, but like that keeps changing. Oh, I don't know. You might be on the cusp. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the cusp of X and Y. So right. depends who's giving you the definition. Yeah, because I keep, I've been given different, I, 1998. Millennial, there you go. From 1980 to 1999 is millennial. And then Z is 2000 and up. So I'm on the edge. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so it's got 1996 as the start, but also 2000. Uh, yep, yeah, anyway. yep. And yeah, that says 19, yeah, wild. So as someone who is on the cusp and is kind of able to answer some of those questions because <laughs> I've experienced them, um, but also I'm older than you and like, what, we like seven years apart? Yes. Yeah, something <laughs> like that? Wait. Um, are you, yeah, are yeah, you, 2005. Yeah, Enjoy. sure. Yeah. Um, I can't do maths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how and how far apart are we, Tim? So I'm 82, and I'm 98. 90, so that's whatever that is. I don't know. 18. I thought you yeah, were saying sure. you were 82 years old. I was I'm like, 82 years old. <laughs> I am. You 82. should, if you're on YouTube, you can see the uh, the benefit of the moisturizer I use. Um, <laughs> it's making this 82 year old body look quite good. No, 1982. So yeah, which again is depending who you ask, either X is just finishing or uh, millennial is just starting. Yeah, right. So yeah. there you go. So we're we're both cuspers. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So this this conversation has been happening across a whole bunch of generations, um, and is still happening in this one. Um, and it's really exciting that with this shock absorber thing, um, that we've been talking about, that we're going to work together to sort out, um, to, and figure out how to evangelize to Gen Z 
and um, I'm really excited to evangelize to Zoomers. I find them, um, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. And um, <laughs> and the fact that we haven't been calling them calling us Zoomers for the last... Zoomers? We haven't, we haven't, we, that, that's exactly, that's the actual thing. It's the Zoomers. That oh, that's right. Yeah. I can right. just uh, put like quotation marks, Zoomer. Yeah, okay. Zoomer. Right. That error. Okay, yeah. Zoomer. <laughs> um, Is that yeah. because they spent half their high school on Zoom? Yeah, pretty much. COVID? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Right. Um, but yeah, so all the all the um, it's been it's been that sorry I've been taking a long time to say this, <laughs> but to continue the conversation on the Shock Absorber podcast is all I'm trying to say, um, and we're going to continue this conversation here at Sorowital, um, and we're going to always be talking about this stuff. Um, but this evangelism series is still going uh, on the Shock Absorber podcast, and I would encourage you guys to check it out. Um, every week we're talking about a new thing. Do you know what we're talking about next time? Uh, I believe once um, all of us at the Shock Absorber table come back from different bouts of COVID, uh, we're <laughs> going to hit the 1980s. Excellent. Uh, so <laughs> hit the 1980s. And that's, that's, and that's a really similar conversation to this one, right? Like that's a, how is evangelism done then? And we're talking about how do we do evangelism now? Uh, and that all inspires and, 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 and informs, that's the word I was looking for, informs one another. Um, and yeah, so I think that's really cool to learn from all that. Um, thank you very much, Hudson. It was excellent to hear you um, and learn from you um, mm. and um, be encouraged by you, bro. I really, that was, it was very cool. Um, Tim, thank you very much for rejoining us, bringing all the, all the stats and facts. That's, um, <laughs> that's it. Um, and that, to wrap up the chips. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up yeah. the chips. Um, that's all from us here at the Chip Punch Podcast. And we'll end in the usual way we do uh, with a one way. One way.